Hey guys, this is Coach K and you're listening to the Making Changes, Breaking Barriers podcast, where we talk about you. This is about you, your mind and your path. I first just want to say I am so overwhelmed by the amount of support so far for the first two episodes of this podcast. It seems almost ironic that we're going to be talking about barriers to changing our life today because one of the biggest barriers to making this podcast for me was the story I was telling myself about how you all would react to the first few episodes. But all I can say is thank you, thank you, thank you. This is the third episode of Many to Come. I do plan to release a new episode every Monday. And like I said before, this is about you. So if there are any questions you have or topics you want me to chat about, please feel free to find me on social media at Change with Coach K and let me know what you want to hear. I would seriously love to hear from you. Like always, my one reminder to you guys today is one listen, one 20 minute podcast will not be all it takes to change your life. I can tell you that for certain, but I hope you continue to tune in here and put in the time on your own to reflect on these ideas and these tips. That constant dedication and commitment to self-growth, to your mind, to your life is an awesome first step on this journey of change. So with that being said, let's dive into today's podcast, three reasons why change is so hard. All right, guys, your mindset is your attitude, beliefs, and perceptions about yourself, the people around you, and your environment. Your mindset basically runs your life, okay? And not to just completely state the obvious, but your mindset comes from your brain. So taking the best possible care of your brain is so important on a daily basis. But that conversation is mostly for another day. You can literally put two people in the exact same scenario, same environment, same setbacks and same successes. And those two people can experience that scenario completely different based on their mindset. So last episode, I spoke a little bit about little Christina, meaning me when I was in college. So today, let's go back a bit further and talk about high school Christina for a minute. So I was determined my sophomore year of of high school to make the varsity basketball team, right? And that wasn't super normal. Normally, only juniors and seniors play on the varsity basketball team unless you're like extra good, right? So as a sophomore, I was determined to make the varsity basketball team. I worked as hard as I knew how to, to try and make this happen. But I was told after playing with the varsity team for the first tournament and about the first month of practices that this want of mine was not going to happen. I was moving back down to junior varsity on Monday when practices, you know, resumed. In this moment, I felt so defeated, right? As probably any high schooler would in that moment. But I also felt like what I knew was being questioned, I felt good enough, right? I felt like I worked hard enough and had earned my spot, yet I wasn't being given it. My mindset, my attitude, and my perception of that situation were kind of stuck in a way. I couldn't see what the other people around me were seeing. And for the longest time, I couldn't quite figure out why this was. I think this mindset of mine, if I believe I just worked hard enough, I would get what I wanted, came from my childhood. So you know when you're a kid how you think you know everything, but then you grow up and you very quickly and confidently realize you knew very little at that point in your life? Well, I can relate to that as I'm sure you probably can too. I've realized a trait that I have always held, and anyone close to me will attest to this, I'm sure, is that if I really wanted something, 
right? If I was really adamant about something, I was going to do everything in my power to try and make it happen. So when I was 10 years old, we were living in Australia and this was because we moved there for my dad's career. So the whole family moved out to Sydney, Australia for two years and very quickly, we were all pretty lonely, right? We left everyone we knew back in the States, all of our friends back in California. And so naturally I decided that the family needed a dog, right? I really wanted a dog. So 10-year-old Christina spent hours and hours on this big blue Mac desktop computer. I don't know if you remember those old things, but they were massive. And anyways, I spent hours and hours researching getting a dog, the different kinds of dogs, you know, which one I wanted, where we could get one. And my mom was 100% on board. She's always really loved little dogs. So she was into the idea. My brothers were all in as well as you can imagine. So there was only one other person in the house to convince my dad. And this was not going to be easy. He grew up with small dogs. We even had a small dog when I was a baby and he just didn't really like them. And to be honest, I don't completely blame him, right? Small dogs can be annoying with their barking and peeing on the carpet. And, you know, we also were living in Australia and there was the whole idea of getting the dog back to the States whenever we decided to move back. But anyways, I made it my mission to convince him that it was in all of our best interest to get one of these little fluff balls I had been researching. They were hypoallergenic. I would potty train them, right? Be really diligent about taking them out on walks. You know, I had all the right things to say. And in addition, I also printed out flyers of these cute little dogs and stuck them in all the places I knew my dad would see. His briefcase, the inside of his cabinet drawers, his car, inside his laptop, I think I even put flyers on some of his favorite t-shirts, like literally taped them on. And a few weeks later, we got a dog, right? So it worked. Then I realized I had this trait, right? And I didn't realize this back then, but I realize it now. I had this trait that when I knew what I wanted, I was going to do everything in my power to get it which for the most part was a good thing growing up and still to this day is. I believe a lot of my achievements have come from that, but there's been times it has backfired. So back to high school, Christina, it wasn't until about a year later after I had not made the varsity team that it finally clicked. It was probably like the hundredth time my coach said these words to me, but for some reason they clicked in that moment during my junior year that yes, I was working hard, but there was more. And there will always be more. You can always work harder. You can always continue to grow and you can always be better. And in this moment, my mindset really shifted. Again, I don't know if I realized it back then, but looking back, this was kind of a huge moment for me. My attitude, my beliefs, my perceptions about myself and the people around me completely changed. I saw the challenge in front of me, which happened to be sports in this moment, as an opportunity to always be better instead of an opportunity to either succeed or fail. And truly, there was a big difference there that ultimately propelled me forward in the rest of my career. So I'll say it again, guys, your mindset is your attitude, beliefs, and perceptions about yourself, the people around you, and your environment. And to me, the absolute coolest thing about your mindset is that you're in control of it for the most part, I'll say. We all do have control over our mind, but for some people, it is going to be harder, right? They have more of an uphill battle with their mind, and I think that is worth recognizing. We're not going to get into this too much today, but that uphill battle could be for a variety of reasons, such as past trauma someone has experienced, depression they're going through, anxieties, right? If at times it feels like you aren't in control of your mindset, that's okay, 
none of us are in control of our minds all the time, right? And like I said, some people have more of this uphill battle. None of us are perfect. Our minds are so complex. The negativity, whether that be fear, stress, anger, frustration, even sadness, it's going to win out sometimes. And sometimes there are reasons we're feeling these things. So not fighting them, but more learning to move through them is important. But controlling our attitude, beliefs, and perceptions is something like a skill. We can practice and get better at it. So more often than not, we are in control of how we interact with ourselves and the world around us. Okay, I have a question for you guys. I want you all to think of a time in the recent past where having a shifted or different mindset could have benefited you or a time when being a bit more in control of your attitude, beliefs, or perceptions could have shifted a scenario into a different lens that would have been more positive. If a certain scenario does come to mind for you, I want to hear about it. Reach out to me on social media at Change with Coach K and maybe let me know what that scenario is and how having a different mindset could have helped out in that situation. Okay, so I don't care how much you say you like change or you're okay with change. Change is hard. Even when it's desired change, like you want to make some sort of change in your life, which is why you might be listening to this podcast. Even when that change is totally coming from intrinsic motivation, it is still very hard. You will totally full speed, face first, run into barrier after barrier after barrier. I mean, I can just almost guarantee you that this will be the case because guess what? This is life and that's just how it works. I work with some clients who have these really big goals. They have goals where they maybe want to completely turn their health upside down. They want to change their eating habits and push their bodies to be able to do more physically, which is great, right? I love it. But they set these plans into place, which really only will work in the most ideal world, right? Like everything is going just smoothly. No issues at work, no extra travel for work. The kids are all good. No sick kids, no kids sport tournaments to attend. Everyone is healthy, no older parents to take care of and so on and so on right? I think you get the point. The intentions are good. I truly believe that. But when we make these plans to change with no real thought into what the barriers we face may be, we are setting ourselves up to fail. Putting some time and thought into what may make this change we are trying to make hard, like what walls we may run into is so important in the process of change. It normalizes the hard and we're able to plan our way through or around these barriers to keep making progress towards our goals or our mountaintop, right? Our purpose. So with that being said, let's get into the three reasons why change is so hard. Number one, the overwhelming feeling that there is so much to do. It's so easy to want everything to change and for it all to change right now, right? You want a new job and you want it yesterday. You want more financial freedom and you want to find the quickest way to make it happen. You want to lose weight and be healthier and change your physique. How can I do this with the least amount of work possible, right? Here's the deal. The type of change you might want in your life might take years to achieve. It may take you five years to have the financial freedom you're looking for or even more. But what is a better alternative? Start now and have that freedom five years from now or start one year from now and have that financial freedom six years from now, right? When we can just start, even if it's just in small ways, we're starting to open up doors for ourselves, open up possibilities for a different future. 
Now, with this being said, sometimes we know the change will take a long time. Like this business I've started, for example, I know that change with Coach K and the Making Changes Breaking Barriers podcast is going to take some time to develop. It will take some time to grow and blossom into what I want it to eventually be. But sometimes even knowing that is not enough to stop us from running face first into a wall of feeling overwhelmed. It's like, okay, I know this business will take years to build. I've done a lot of research into the essentials to start and run a business. I know that there are basically a million things I need to do to, you know, eventually get to where I want to go. Where do I start? This thought and feeling can be paralyzing. It would be so easy in this moment to say, this is too much. This is too hard. I didn't hate my life before that much. So I think I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing, right? So easy to do that. But guess what? That is just a hamster wheel, right? Going back and doing the same thing we've been doing is going to get us the same results we've always got. Instead, in these moments of overwhelm, I have two quick suggestions. And this isn't rocket science, right? Really, none of this is, but this is what I find helpful for myself. Number one, pick one thing, even if it's super small, like figuring out how to start an email campaign, for example, and just work on that one thing for a few days not even just like for an hour, right? Work on that thing for a few days. And it's amazing how much better you will feel about that task after that. Will you be a master at email campaigns after three days? No, but will you know enough at this point to maybe put a plan in action? Yeah, I think so. And be able to move on to another thing you need to learn more about in order to put a plan in action for that thing as well, right? Take it one small step at a time. I'll talk about another example, which may be controversial, but let's say your marriage is falling apart, right? Which obviously is pretty sad. You've known for a long time, deep down in your gut, that you need a change. You're not able to continue in your marriage any longer, right? You've pretty much come to this decision. The process to make this all happen, I cannot imagine how overwhelming it is, right? The amount of legal stuff that needs to get done, let alone telling the kids, telling the family, dealing with the back and forth with this person you're, you know, getting a divorce with. And on top of all of that, dealing with your own emotions through this process, it's a lot, right? Pick one thing you can start with, right? Maybe it's the legal side of things. Hire a lawyer, start there. Let them help guide you through, right? And then maybe it's telling the kids. And then you finally let yourself feel all the emotions and you're able to take some time for yourself and process, 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 right? Now, that's a very oversimplified version of all that. And I recognize that. But my point is, when you're feeling overwhelmed with how much needs to get done to make a change, just start with one small thing, right? It's okay to do that. And my second suggestion is, when you're having this overwhelmed feeling, take a break. I find that sometimes when I get that feeling of overwhelm, I become way less productive in my work, right? I'm so much more easily distracted and I get stuck on tasks for hours that really are not that important. Sometimes I find that this is my body's way of telling me I need a mental break, right? So I'll go out for a walk or a run or get a workout in. Or if it's the end of the day, I'll just close my computer, right? Even mid task and literally tell myself I'll be back tomorrow. Sometimes it's okay to just shut down. And you may find this helps you be even more productive the next time you get back to it. Okay, so the second reason change is so hard is willpower only lasts so long. 
Or something else I find myself saying often is motivation does not last. And if we try and rely on motivation or willpower to fuel our journey of change, we will find ourselves in some trouble. Think about willpower and motivation as gas for your car. You can drive for a while and the ride will feel good basically that whole way up until your gas tank light comes on. Now there starts to be a bit of panic, right? Like, can I do this? Do I have enough fuel to keep going? Where's the next gas station? When is the next time I get to take a break and refuel? Willpower and motivation will come and go. And there may be times when we are feeling low on these things. And when that happens, I suggest a couple of things. Number one, don't rely on them. This is when grit, determination, commitment, and work ethic come into play. The process will not always be fun, but if we can truly take a moment and remind ourselves of why we're on this path, why this is important to ourselves, then we can harness that commitment and determination to keep us moving forward, okay? And number two, when we start to feel like this motivation and willpower is dwindling, find a way to recharge or refuel that willpower and motivation. Seems simple, right? But how do you do this? This is gonna look different for everyone and in different situations, but maybe this does look like a short break. An example of this is like a lot of times in a weightlifting program, within the progression, there will be worked in deload weeks. And this is for a variety of reasons, including giving our muscles proper time to recover. But on top of that, this can also really help us to mentally stay engaged and motivated is having these weeks where either we're decreasing the volume of exercise we're doing, or maybe even just taking a break altogether, right? We're really listening to our body that week, giving it a break. Maybe this is a week-long vacation where you put the computer down for the week. Or maybe this is something simpler like finding someone on YouTube you find motivating and watching a ton of their videos. I've actually gone down this route before and I do find it effective. When I'm feeling like I need to really recharge my motivation, I tend to watch a ton of Nick Bear videos. I don't know if you know him. If you don't, definitely look him up. He's amazing. Or I watch old CrossFit documentaries, right? I don't know what it is, but these really get me pumped up and help me increase my willpower and motivation moving forward. All right. So there's one more reason why change can be so hard. Number one was the overwhelming feeling that there is so much to do. Number two is willpower only lasts so long. And lastly, the third reason change can be so hard is the people around you. And what do I mean by this? The people around us can make change hard in two ways. Number one, we may fear that as we change, the expectations others hold of us change as well. So for example, let's take it back to the school days. Since I talked about high school, Christina earlier, let's say it's your freshman year of high school and you ace your first two exams of the year. You studied super hard, you put in the time and effort and it paid off. Your parents are super proud of you, right? They're proud of the hard work you put in and you know, proud of the A's that you got. But now, what is the expectation? Well, A's of course, right? Because you've shown you can do it. When we show people what we're capable of, we tend to believe they will always expect that of us now. To be honest, I actually deal with this sometimes in like social situations. I'll just say this, my wife Cora tends to carry us when it comes to social situations, right? I tend to be on the quieter side, but every once in a while, I'll have an evening where I'm just kind of feeling fun, right? I'm feeling more chatty, more energetic, and it's great. But after those moments, sometimes I can't 
help but think if those people we just spent that time with will kind of expect that from me every time now. So the fear of others people's expectations changing can be a barrier we face when we are trying to change or better ourselves. The people around us can also make change so hard by not supporting our journey. This is a bit more straightforward. Having a supportive community around you that supports you in the changes you want to make, right? A community that maybe is even going through similar experiences than you can be so beneficial in a process of change, like super, super important. And with that being said, I did just want to give you a very early first heads up. If you're still listening, which I really appreciate, and this information really seems to resonate with you. If you're going through a process of change now, or if you know you maybe need to go through a process of change soon, I'm going to be opening up 20 spots in my Change with Coach K community. This will be an online community where people going through change will be able to connect, have access to resources, calls with me, participate in challenges, and various other resources. Think of it like a gym for your mind. But I will only be accepting 20 initial members as we get going, and I'll be launching this community in early December, just in time to have the support you need heading into the busy holiday season and new year. So if this is something you may be interested in, please reach out to me, right? You can find me again on social media platforms at Change with Coach K. I would love to hear from you and get you first access to that community. So change can be so hard for so many reasons, guys, but three that really stand out to me is the overwhelming feeling that there is so much to do. Willpower only lasts so long. Motivation does not last. And number three, the people around us, they can have a big effect on us. So hopefully some of that resonated with you and some of the tips and tricks I gave, you know, maybe you're able to try some of those out even this week. All right, guys, changing your path will not be easy. It will be challenging. I'll say that over and over again, but it will be worth it. So do a self-check today. Are you on your path up your mountain? And if not, what path are you on? Thank you.